0: Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen praise the lord thank you jesus and so uh we've been talking about uh god wants you to prosper we've been talking about prosperity in the materials uh realm we've been talking about uh prosperity in in our finances amen and uh this is the god kind of prosperity and uh, building up to today we discovered that there are three ways to live life someone say three There are three ways to live life. We say the first one is to live life God's way. And when you live life God's way, man, it will lead you to that place of prosperity. He says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Amen. And the second one, which we do not recommend, is uh, to live life our way. You know, uh, Frank Sinatra, right? I did it my way. We don't recommend that. Proverbs 14 verse 12 says there is a way which seems right to a man. And appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. Amen? Amen. There are some things that we may think we've figured out, but if we don't completely submit to God's way, uh, it may lead us into a place of destruction. And then the third one, which we also don't recommend, is to live your life uh, the world's way. You know, uh, Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded will also produce death. But to be spiritually minded, which is to be word of God minded, living life uh, the way God has designed for it to be lived. He says to be uh, spiritually minded uh, brings life and peace. Amen. And so our foundational scripture has been Genesis. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one uh, from verse 26 to 28. I'm reading in the Message Bible. Genesis chapter number one from 26 to Uh, to 28 he says god spoke let us make human beings in our image make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea the birds in the air the cattle and yes the earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth god created human beings he created them god-like reflecting god's nature he created them male and female God blessed them. Now I want you to see the grammar there. Uh, He says God blessed them and he puts a semicolon and then he puts open inverted commas. And now we are getting ready to read the first words God ever spoke to mankind. And the very first word, singular, that God ever said to mankind was prosper. Did you see that? I mean, God could have said rapture. He could have said just hang in there. He, He didn't say any of that out of the entire vocabulary of heaven god found it worthy that the the first time we hear from him the first thing we should hear from him is prosper why because this is god's plan for you and i this is god's original intent for all of his children now if you're reading in the king james bible it would say something like be fruitful it's the same thing you still land at the same airport be fruitful and multiply now watch what he said he said prosper reproduce fill the earth take charge and be responsible now with prosperity comes a responsibility amen i said amen Now, he begins to spell out the things that Adam was supposed to be responsible for. And because you and I live in a a, a cosmopolitan city, we may never get an opportunity to be responsible for these. But there's still a charge for us to be responsible with the prosperity that God brings our way. Can I get an amen? Amen. He says, be responsible for the fish in the sea. Now, we live in Joburg. That's not going to happen. uh uh, birds in the air you know unless you have, unless you have a parrot you know as a pet it's not going to happen for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth if you have a pet you know but really what he's talking about is with prosperity comes responsibility amen i said amen and so what is this prosperity for How can we express our responsibility, uh, uh, you know, with this prosperity? What's the purpose of this prosperity? What's what's God's uh, view uh, 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 with this prosperity? And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. So quickly, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. I'm going to read from verse 8. See, when it comes to uh, the God kind of prosperity... You need to have a 30,000 foot view of life in general. You have to see life from God's perspective. Uh, I remember I was flying from Durban with my wife, and uh, usually I sit on the aisle seat. I like the aisle seat because, you know, uh, if anything goes down, I can just run out fast. (laughs) But on this particular one, excuse me, on this particular one, I was on the window seat, right? So I was looking out. And the Lord said to me, you know, look out. And so I looked out. It was a, you know, clear blue sky on that day. So I could see all the way to the ground. And so I looked out and the Lord asked me, he said, what can you see? And I said, I can see cars moving. He said to me, he said, can you tell the brand of the car? I said, no, I can't. And he said, what else can you see? I said, I can see houses. And the Lord said this to me. He said, now take your hand out. And I took my hand out. And he said, I want you to fit what you're seeing on the ground Uh, In between your fingers and from up there i mean houses that people make a big deal out of on the ground down here i mean i could fit them suckers in the in the middle of my it was like man and the lord said to me that's how a small issue it is when you take on his perspective on these things the reason why these things have been intimidating us is because we've been approaching them from ground level It's time for us to come on up higher to where God is. And when we start seeing it from his perspective, getting a house, no big deal. Getting a car, no big deal. See, you could fit them things in there. I was up there, man, I did it with warehouses. I did it with entire neighborhoods. I, I, I couldn't believe how much power I had all of a sudden because I was up there. And that's how much power you will have when you change your perspective and you come on up higher to where God is. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. And so, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, uh, verse 8, it says, And God is able. Who's able? Man, this is awesome. God is able to make all grace. How much grace? All of it. He's able to make all grace abound toward you. So much of me. Oh, just a few, just a few. Someone shout, me. Me. Man, this is not talking about some Bible character. See, if you read the Bible thinking it's talking about somebody else, you miss out on what God is trying to do in your life. Amen? He says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, all of it, all grace, to abound toward you that you always having. There's a thing in the Bible called always having. It's a nice thing to have. Always having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. Now, this is the King James. Unfortunately, we don't talk like this. You know, you, you never meet people and say, how's your sufficiency in all things? Are you abounding? We don't talk like this. So we're going we're gonna to try and read it in English. So let's go to the New Living Translation and see exactly what, what God is trying to say to you and me. Listen what it says in the NLT. Thank you. It says, and God, that means God is our source, right? He's the one that provides for us. It's not your job. I know sometimes you'll be tempted to think that is your job. It's not a good place to be. When you think it's your job that's providing for you, if they fire you, you, you're gonna be depressed. Amen. When you think it's your business that provides for you, if 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 things aren't happening in the business, you're gonna be depressed. But when you realize that your your source Of all things, is God, you're going to be fine all the time. Amen? He says, and God will generously provide all you need. God will do it. He will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need. And plenty left over to share with others. Now I want you to see the the construction of this Bible verse. is interesting because the Apostle Paul carefully puts the word plenty on the leftover sharing with others' side of the ledger. Did you see that? He didn't put plenty on the need side. Because you can only have so many needs. If you really want to take full advantage of the abundance of God, you have to have this mindset. It's a mindset that says, I'm going to have plenty left over so that I can use it to make impact. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about two things here. We're talking about consumption, and we're talking about being a blessing or, or uh, making an impact. And so he says here, the Apostle Paul, he puts the word plenty on the making an impact side of the ledger. Why? Because when, you, when you're dealing in consumption, there is a limit to all consumption. You can only eat so much. I don't care who you are. Amen. Amen. In fact, you know, uh, uh, God's grace when it comes to provision, God's grace is like an ocean. You know, that's, that's, that's always, you know, pushing out. When you go to the, to, the, to the beach, you see the ocean is always pushing out and it's, it's a mass. It's huge, right? This is God's grace. God's grace when it comes to abundance and material things is like that. But unfortunately, the church has been approaching uh, that, that abundance with a teaspoon. Because we are focused on consumption, consumption brings limits to what we can take advantage of. Let me give you another illustration. Anybody ever been to a eat-all-you-can buffet? You know, they say pay, pay how much? These days, two hundred rand. They say two hundred and fifty rand. You pay two hundred and fifty rand, you can eat as much as you want. Now, I've been to those places, and when I go to those places, I go with one goal, one goal only, just one. I go there with the goal of making whoever came up with that idea regret it. <laughs> That's my goal. I want them to regret ever coming up with such a dumb idea. And so when I go there, I'm going there. To, I'm going for the kill. Okay? I even fast the day before just so I can, you know. I, I go there when I'm really hungry. My wife told me. She said, it doesn't help because when you fast, your, your intestines shrink. So... <laughs> It's not going to work. But here's the deal. Is that when I go there, man, I'm going for the queue. Especially when I'm still hungry, I'm going for the queue. But I've realized that every time, almost every single time I go there, I don't make it past one and a half plates. Yeah. You know why? Because there, there is a limit to consumption. But how many of you realize that I could cause some major damage if I went in there with the community in mind? Hey, bro, do you want some food? I just go ahead and fill up a plate. Hey, would you like some food? Anybody want some food? Man, I could go all the way to 100 plates. I could go to 2,000 plates. I could go to 5,000 I could go to 100,000 plates. In other words, I'm increasing my capacity as I approach that ocean of provision. By thinking about others. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, a lot of people keep going to that, you know, ocean, just thinking about themselves, and all they've been doing, in fact, the church world, all we've been doing ever since this prosperity message has been taught is been going and grabbing one and a half plates. Because we're saying, God, please pay for my... Please pay for my... Please and pay for my, and if you find it in your heart, do it for me. We're just thinking about self. And because of that, we've, we've literally limited how much that comes to us. But when you start thinking community, you start thinking, man, I want to pay school fees for 10 people. Now you're approaching the buffet with a different mindset. Now you can walk out with more from that grace of provision we're talking about a different mindset when it comes to the prosperity that God has for the church God has so much for the church and it's time we start taking advantage of it amen prosperity is not just for consumption prosperity is for impact it is so that we can change people's lives amen I said amen and it's a completely different you know uh, uh, mindset to 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 what we are accustomed to to what we've been taught in the past we have to change uh, that mindset amen let's go to luke chapter number 12 now we know what this 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 abundance is for it is so that we can we can be a blessing to others it is so that we can share with others thank you jesus Luke chapter number 12 from verse 16 to 21. It says, uh, And he spake, Jesus spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. Now, what should he have done? According to 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, What should he have done with the abundance and with the plentiful? Share with, with others. Now, not this guy. And he says here, he says, this rich man, verse 17, And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? We know exactly what you should do with the extra. And he thought within himself, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. In other words, I have too much. So what should I do? We know exactly what you should do. What should you do? According to 2 Corinthians 8, uh, 9, verse 8, Share with others. Give it away, Right? No, not this guy. He said this. This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. This man had a hoarding mentality instead of a giving mentality. Are you seeing that? Instead of, you know, taking the extra and using it for impact, he said, all I'm just going to do is upgrade my taste buds. From appetizer to to champagne. (laughs) Can I say champagne in church? (laughs) Uh, Alcohol-free champagne. (laughs) Oh, man. Watch what he says in verse 19. Watch what he says in verse 19. He says, and I will say to my soul, man, if you ever have to address yourself in, in third person, you are already in trouble. He says, I will say to my soul, so imagine looking himself in the mirror and saying, Tavara, you are now rich. <laughs> Man, you're in trouble. He says, I will say to my soul, So, you have so much goods laid up for many days. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. All he was saying is, So, we have so much goods laid up from today onwards, we're never ever going to have to trust God for anything. He was disconnecting from God, who is the source. Now, watch what happens in in verse 20. It gets hilarious. But God said unto him, you fool, this night your soul shall be required of thee. In other words, the man died on the day that he was planning to hoard. God didn't kill him. He just happened to die on the day that he was planning to hoard. I think it's funny, you know. He says, uh, this soul, tonight, your soul shall be required of you. Then whose shall those things be which you have stored up? I know exactly what's going to happen to those things. Your cousins, your aunties, the people you didn't like, we're going to be at your funeral. You know how we do it. We will go bury you, you know, put, put whatever. We finish with that. We go back home with one thing on our mind. Who's taking the car? The stuff you were storing up. He said, what's going to happen to them? We're going to split it up. And your favorite car might end up with a person who doesn't really know how to take care of it. They've never driven a Lamborghini before. Within two months, that thing is on stones. It's on... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they got bricks suspended in there because one tire costs almost twelve thousand. but you know what he could have done with this money? He could have used it for impact, to change people's lives. He could have sponsored the gospel and those riches would have followed him all the way into eternity.. Amen. Yeah. 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 amen. amen. I said, Amen. amen. And so when God, you know, gives us this opportunity to give and to be a blessing and to make impact, it is not because, you know, the, 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 the work of God will struggle if we don't do it. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a rude awakening. You know, I grew up in the church that uh, my, my parents forced me to go to. Yeah, they really, literally did that every, every Sunday. It was non-negotiable. And so I grew up in that church. And... Um, you know, when I started working, I moved to a different city, and uh, uh, before I moved to a different city, I got a job in the city that I grew up in, so I started working there, and I would give to the church, tithe to that church, and so on and so forth, and when I moved city, I moved to another you know, church, and I started giving to the church that I started going to. And then I found out something that was really interesting, shocked me out of my wits. I found out that when I left and I started tithing to this new church to this new church, the church that I had left, they were still having church. Without my money. I found out it was I was it was a shock. They were still having projects. I mean, they were still going on. It shocked me that they could still do all of that without my money. It was a revelation. That when God says, you know, for me to give, it's not because God is in need. It is because God is trying to get something to me. Can I get an amen? And so he says in verse 21, So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So the purpose of prosperity is so that you and I can be rich towards God. How do we become rich towards God? We become rich towards God by becoming uh, givers. Amen. And so we see here in Second uh, Corinthians, chapter number nine, uh, verse eight, a, a, a different kind of thinking. This is a mindset. He says, uh, "And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need, and plenty left over to share with others." And so the destination—someone say, destination—the destination of this kind of prosperity is to be a blessing. This is the destination. You know, as you are praying uh, for God to bless you, God to prosper you, God to give you an abundance, God to give you increase, the destination is so that you and I can be a blessing. This is our goal. Not just financial stability. Financial stability is such a low goal to aim for. You can achieve that in a week if you really tried. Amen? In fact, just move to a Scandinavian country. It doesn't matter what you do. It's a socialist thing. Run there. They would just... Take care of you. And, and uh, in fact, we've been to some of those countries, they give you like 70,000 rand for having children. It's wild. Such a low goal to have. Just, you know, financial uh, stability. We must aim for impact. And you can only have impact when you have this mindset. I want God to prosper me so that I can be a blessing. I was uh, sharing with Q, he said, what keeps you motivated and going in the marketplace and in the ministry and things of that nature? I said, man, what keeps me motivated is seeing people's lives change, number one. It's the only way we measure success in ministry. And in the business world, I told him, I said, a better metric to measure your success in business is not just how much you go home with. A better metric to measure success in your business can be how many people do you employ? How many families are you responsible? How many families has God made you responsible over? For some, it's 50 families. I was talking to Marua and she was saying, you know, at one point they were responsible for 100 families. Such a privilege when God can make you responsible for those number of families. That's impact. That's different from just going to BMW and saying, you know, what's the latest one you have? (laughs) Can I get an amen? We measure true success, even in business. I always ask business people, how many people do you employ? They say, oh no, Pastor, you know, it's it's just my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. One person, the whole company, say, yeah, but I drive a Range Rover. I say, ah, but you are useless. (laughs) Man, you, you want to make a real impact? You have to think about being a blessing. Amen. And obsessed. Did I say obsessed? Yes. This has to become an obsession. And so, this is... This is, this is let's, let's, let's look at it this way. Let's look at it this way. And so, God has a canopy of resources that he wants to bring to the earth. It's... it's, it's it's, a, it's 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 an unlimited, infinite canopy of resources over here. It's over here, over the cloud of of being a blessing, man. Once you get here, there is no telling how much resources God will make you responsible uh, for. And so let's say, let's just say, okay, go with me, come with me on this journey. Let's just say someone blesses you with a with a, with a vacation to go to to the Maldives. Someone shout, I receive that. <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus, that's the, that's the loudest response I ever got this, this whole sermon. <laughs> yes, what usually happens is that they get on the internet, right? And they, they, they look for the thing and they book and they give you the itinerary. And then you have to now take it on the day of the trip. You take it to Oraltambo and to your surprise, you find out that not only did they book your trip to the Maldives, Maldives over here, Maldives, but they booked it. First class. Ooh. So you're flying. You are flying first class. Yeah. From all the way to first class. That means when you go to the airport, uh, you went to the first class lounge. T, how do you know all this stuff? I saw it on YouTube. Uh, in some of the airlines, they give you Pajamas. Man, go and, go and look on YouTube, type first class. There are guys who vlog about it. It's impressive. Some of the other airlines, you know, they give you, a, 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 the, thing, the thing lies flat, the, the seat. You know, it's a bed. It, it can become a bed. You know, when you reach cruising altitude, they give you pajamas, bed. Some of them, you, you have a lounge area, you know, a bar area where you can go sit without a seat belt. At the bar. And just meet and hang out with the other people. In some of the airlines, uh, they give you a menu, a real menu. It's not just someone saying chicken or beef, you know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> chicken or beef, chicken or beef. You know, I mean, it's tough in the economy. <laughs> and so you flying first class. What else happens here? Some of them have a shower. You know that? You have a shower. and uh, But how many of you realize that it doesn't matter how awesome it gets up here. That's not the reason why I bought the ticket. Amen. Amen. The reason we got the ticket is to get to what? That's the goal. And so while we are on the journey towards prosperity, the real Bible prosperity. God may give you a car. He may pay for your mortgage. You know he may uh uh give you a house, bless you with a house you know give you food he'll take care of all of that, but this is not the goal of prosperity. Yeah. the goal of prosperity is so that we can land at airport destination be air a blessing and when you become obsessed with this destination man you are about to come under the glory cloud i know that sounds religious but it's just an abundance cloud that's going to supply all your needs as one end receives the other end gives and as the money flows through there'll be plenty for you Amen. amen But this has to be our mindset. God, not, not just this. I believe that the church, the reason why we haven't experienced prosperity in its fullness is because we've been preaching for about this. Yes, that's right. We've just been preaching about your car payment. Somebody receive a car. Yeah. We've been preaching about food breakthrough up here when God is trying to get us over here. And it's, it's, it's just a mindset away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. It's a mindset away. What do you do with the extra that God gives you? Do you look for opportunities to be a blessing? Or you look for opportunities to increase your bonds so that you can you know, spend more? We have to be intentional about being a blessing. And once you become a blessing, man, I'm telling you, you get yourself to this destination, there's going to be lots flowing your way. And I have to quit because I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I'm blessed blessed. to be a blessing. blessing. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I will have all sufficiency in all things and plenty left over to share with others. Now, I'm going to read verse 9. It says, as it is written, 2 Corinthians 9, it says, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. This righteous, generous man, his righteousness remaineth forever. And then he begins to talk about God in verse 10. He says, now he, God, ministers seed to the sower. Man, if you, if you change your mindset and you become a sower, you want to be a blessing, God will minister seed to you. He says he ministers seed to the sower. And uh, the same one who both ministers bread for your food, you will multiply the seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. This is what God will do for you. This is how you take full advantage of the grace of provision. You position yourself as a distribution center for heaven. Amen. I said amen. Hey, stop trying to go to the buffet just for yourself. Because all you'll be able to walk out with in your stomach is one and a half plates. And then we will come back here and preach and say, Hey, listen, there's a glory for abundance, more than one and a half plates. And some of you will just say, Man, them pastors, them pastors are lying. No, we're not lying. If you change your mindset, you will go all the way to hundred plates, two hundred plates, a thousand plates. But it takes a change of mindset from just being uh, selfish to thinking about others. Amen? I said amen. If you're you a student, you're believing God for somebody else to uh, pay for your school fees. Start believing God to pay for three. Start at three. Say, this month, Lord, you know, if you give me the resources, I want to pay anonymously for three other students for their school fees. And you start believing that way, you'll never ever lack for your own school fees. But if you're just praying for yours alone, that's all you're going to get. And you won't get the opportunity to be a blessing to other people. Amen? I said amen. As a ministry, we're always praying for more so that we can be a blessing to other ministries. So that we can give to those that we uh, partner with. So that we can be a blessing. That's our mindset. To be a blessing. And because of that, God will keep on trusting us uh, with his resources. Amen. I'm going to pray for you and we'll, we'll be out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for your provision. Your grace of provision. Lord, we thank you for your abundance. And this morning, Father, we pray for a new mindset. We pray for new hearts that are focused on being a blessing to a dying world out there. Of making impact. I bring before you, Father, every businessman that is under the sound of my voice. Lord, I thank you for the impact that they are making. I pray for the families that you have made them responsible over. Lord, I thank you that with your help, with your supply, they will not miss uh, a deadline for salaries. They will not miss a deadline for bonuses and for being a blessing to their staff. But, Father, that you have empowered them with such an awesome responsibility to be uh, stewards over your children in the world. Lord, I thank you that you will empower them with resources so that they can do it effectively and represent the kingdom of God, which is always in abundance. Lord, I just thank you for every giver. I thank you, Father, that you will minister seed to them. You will give seed to sowers. Those that you have put dreams and visions to partner with, those that you have put uh, things to give towards, Lord, I pray a release this morning of seed to the sowers, so that they may have to give to those who are in need. I thank you, Father, and I give you all the praise. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone shout, "Amen." Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit. FaithHill T V today.